Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Joining us right now, as he does each and every Friday, is Bet the Board podcast, top of the board, Todd Furman, live from Las Vegas. Hello, Todd. How are you, Mr. Dooman? You guys are just lucky I can't jump into that listener's fan duels league because it's prohibited. It applies where prohibited, which would indeed be in the state of Nevada. Yeah, well, well, I, that's interesting because our fr- my my friend tr- tried to do it in Arizona. They couldn't do it, but they did it from Arizona. For, they did it from Nevada. Does it pop up that you can't do it? You may have to try and tinker a little bit, but you know, in this business, uh, like not as if anybody's listening, we have all sorts of unique tools that we use at our disposal <laughs> to. Uh, Try and get creative when it comes to the sports wagering. Pursuit. Yeah, well, not many people beat me in my league, so I can attest to that because I cash every week. So <laughs> that must mean that must mean you haven't been stacking your lineup with uh, Seattle Seahawks. Over the first no, no, no. I mean, that's a that's a pretty piss poor offense right now, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, they haven't been able to do a whole lot right. And when you look at Seattle, I know we'll talk about the pro games probably in a yeah. bit. An awfully big price tag for them to lay yet again as nine-point favorites against San Francisco. Uh, but when everybody wants to get on the same bandwagon fading the same team for the second week in a row or third week in a row or think they're getting cute, that they're going to stay one step ahead of the odds makers. We know how well that often No, that doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't pay off uh, very well as far as that's concerned. But uh, I read on one of your tweets this morning that 15-1 to 1 people could have got that the Patriots would have gone 4-0 without Brady. Uh, it ain't it ain't that right now, is it? No, it won't be that. Although the biggest question now is who exactly will be under center for yes. when they take to the field next Sunday against the Buffalo Bills. As we saw earlier today, Jacoby Brissett will be sidelined with torn ligaments in his thumb. Uh, my guys close to New England have said that Jimmy Garoppolo should be available for the game, barring some unforeseen setback. If he can't go, then I have no idea what direction the Patriots are going. Maybe this is quickly becoming a game to Bill Belichick. He'll plug and chug anybody in under center just to prove how much better he is than everyone else. Oh, my God. I, I, that was an amazing – did anybody see that coming, a shutout 27 to nothing? I, I don't think anybody saw that kind of domination. There was definitely some money from the professionals on the Patriots when the number got out to two and a half as far as the Texans being road favorites. Uh, but at the same time, under was actually the play that the pros gravitated towards, not only in the first half, but full game as well. But if you'd have told me going into that that the Patriots scored 27 points, I'd have told you there's no chance the game ends up going under the closing total of 38 and a half. Right. No, no, no kidding. Did we see the real Clemson last night? I think we saw glimpses of it. There are still some concerns about their ability or inability uh, to score touchdowns. They did rack up plenty of yards against Georgia Tech, only mustered three points in the second half. But we saw their defense come to life. They were living in the backfield. Tech couldn't get anything going. And it might just be in the nick of time, knowing that Clemson has a few extra days to prepare for another top-five team that will be heading down to Death Valley uh, next Saturday for arguably the biggest college football game of the early season, especially as far as the ACC is concerned. Yeah, I thought they would be caught looking ahead a little bit to the Louisville game next week. So speaking of looking ahead, Louisville's laying four touchdowns, basically, to Marshall uh, 
that's a classic spot for look ahead. But after last night's Clemson game, I'm not so sure. But Marshall at least has an offense that that can uh, maybe squeak the 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 back door open a little bit. Yeah, when you look at this game, I think it's a little bit of an overreaction in the market to what Louisville's done. Don't get me wrong. I don't think Marshall is going to have a chance in their final possession to win this game outright as four touchdown dogs. But I think when you look at the number, uh, there's no reason for Bobby Petrino to go out there and try and run up the score. Sure, Lamar Jackson is now the front runner to win the Heisman Trophy. But at the same time, pull him out of the game if you're up three touchdowns late. You're not worried about covering this big number. And when we look at what the prices have done as far as Louisville is concerned since even week two of the season, Louisville only laid 14.5 to 15, ended up closing 17 on the road at Syracuse. Now they're laying 10 more points on the road against a Marshall team that I actually make right around to pick them against Syracuse. So there's tons of value on a thundering herd side mm-hmm. that was absolutely embarrassed last week by Akron, and it's rare in college football, big dog. You go from being a 17-point favorite one week to a 27.5-point dog the following right. week. Right, and, you know, it wasn't like Marshall didn't run up Big yards. I think they went over 600 yards or 500 yards. They just uh, fell down defensively. Just crazy against Akron as far as that's concerned. Moving the football was not a challenge whatsoever for them. Turnovers ended up costing them the outright win. And it's rare you'll see a team at home that's such a massive favorite get outscored in the second quarter, 34 zips. (laughs) If they can correct some of those things, we know it'll be an electric atmosphere in Huntington. And Marshall probably stays comfortably inside the number. How how about tonight's game? There's a there's a bunch of them, but we'll focus on USC Utah. Uh, start, you know, they, they make a coach uh, a quarterback change to a to a freshman who's never made a career start. Does USC Utah defense nasty? Uh, tough spot for a first time starter starter in Utah. You agree? Yeah, I do think it's a tough spot there for the starter, but at the same time, the talent that USC brings to the table is far superior to that of Utah. We know the Utes will have revenge on their mind from their game down to the Coliseum last year where they were embarrassed and arguably one of the most talked-about college football games of the season from a point spread perspective when most people couldn't figure out why USC was actually listed as a three-point favorite. I don't want to hit the panic button just yet on the Trojans. A lot of teams in the country would lose to Stanford and Alabama and get dominated physically in the trenches. I do think this is a bit of a coaching mismatch with Kyle Whittingham against Clay Helton. At the same time, uh, Utah opened as a one-point favorite. I think there is a little bit of value on USC as a road underdog. Expect them to play play free and loose and use some speed and space. Uh, I like USC here, catching three. All right. Uh, A game that's in our backyard beginning at noon on a national basis. We just talked with USF's uh, athletic director, but uh, FSU has to be rattled after that stunning woodshed beating uh, last week at the hands of Louisville. And I don't know, the public obviously, know, the recency bias, the public notices that stuff. US, USF is uh, is getting noticed as well as they move up the rankings uh, in the in the public opinion poll. But uh, can they get past that this week? And because you got to believe USF is very dangerous. It's, it's not a home game per se because we know that FSU is going to have the same amount of people as USF. So it's basically... Basically a neutral site game. Yeah, this game for me, uh, it boils down to one thing, and I don't want to sell USF short because I do think that the Bulls have a tremendous team on both sides of the ball. But I think if Florida State wants to be here and you get the best game from Florida State and you get the best game from USF, it's no question who I'm going to lean to, especially with the numbers sitting at five. That being said, Florida State, what will the lingering hangover effect be like from that debacle at Louisville? Do they feel like their season has completely been dashed, now sitting behind the eight ball within the conference? 
and needing to work their way back into the college football playoff discussion. USF, you can make the case that this will be the biggest home game they'll play all yep. season with a chance to beat the big boys coming in from up north. At the same time, the odds makers haven't done you a lot of favors if you want to try and back the underdog here. Hanging a number, hovering between four and a half and five. I made this mistake last week trying to create a case for Appalachian State, who was outclassed by Miami when Miami brought their A game. I think South Florida can keep the game more competitive because they do have speed, uh, but I want no part of the Bulls any more than I want a part of laying points with Florida State on the road in what could be a flat spot off that debilitating loss. Yeah, that's the big question. One more college game, obviously, Florida-Tennessee. It's always played in this spot every year. Bunch of storylines here, Todd. Uh, Gators lose Del Rio, put in a quarterback that's not a freshman. He's uh, had experience, transfer out of uh, Purdue. Florida D is arguably maybe the best defense in the country, and Tennessee is banged up on their both of their trenches uh, in this game. Uh, Tennessee started at eight. It's gone through the seven to six and a half. What do you make of this? Yeah, I don't know what it says about the state of quarterbacking play in the SEC when you have not one but two former Purdue starting yeah. quarterbacks that will be taking reps for major programs uh, in marquee conference games. You mentioned the number at six and a half, Big Dog. It's actually moved down further wow. uh, over the last half hour. So you're looking at Tennessee now a four-and-a-half or five-point favorite in some locations. Total holding steady at 43. And you mentioned that Gators defense allowing less than one-and-a-half yards per carry. They've given up less than 400 total yards of offense. And while it's not against Murderer's Row in the form of UMass and North Texas, Kentucky still very formidable, has plenty of playmakers. So I think Florida should be able to get pressure on Joshua Dobbs. Tennessee's offensive line has done nothing to show me they'll be able to withstand the barrage there. Uh, but as this number trends down, I think a lot of the value zapped Right. Here. I wanted to make a case for Florida and definitely could have at 7.5 or 8, even 7. Now it's kind of no man's land. I do think it's a low-scoring game. The only way this thing goes over 43 or 21.5 in the first half would be with turnovers. So you know which way I'm going. I'll split my back go under 43 and under 21.5 and, and hope ball security reigns supreme. I'm with you on that. Go to the pros here, Todd. Denver, Cincinnati, 3.5. Cincinnati, both uh, they're both basically a bet-on team. Uh, they're not go-against teams. Uh, Bengals off a loss to the Steelers, and – I don't know if this is the Steelers of old, but when you get off of a game, when you play the Steelers or the Ravens back in the day, you feel it. Uh, but the Bengals have recovered pretty well. But uh, Denver is pretty good as a dog. How do you see this one playing out? Yeah, this is an interesting matchup. I think we're going to learn a lot about the Broncos in this particular spot that we don't already know, especially as it pertains to Trevor Simeon and his abilities to go on the road, manage a game, uh, and get his team a victory in a hostile environment. You look at the number here, and if you talk to some of the math guys out there, uh, they say this point spread should definitely below, be below three. Right. This is a true bookmaker number here with a strong three, even some three and a half out there. My concern is that Cincinnati has not shown a ton of balance or effectiveness running the football. And if they can't do that, that gives Denver a massive edge in terms of supplying a pass rush against Andy Dalton. When you look at this Broncos team, though, I still think there's some major question marks offensively. You know, Trevor Simeon is what he is. But if you're the Bengals, you're going to sell out to try and stop the run, force Denver to beat you through the air. I'm going to side with the bookmakers here as far as my lean and look to lay the three. Uh, despite it being a dollar twenty, not a game I'm real bullish on one way or another. But I want to pay to see Trevor Simeon go into Cincinnati and beat the Bengals. Well, if I didn't have to talk about this one, I wouldn't. But the uh, L.A. Rams <laughs> visit the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But uh, that started at three and a half, out to five and a half. 
the public's looking at the Bucks, but uh, I don't know. Uh, Sharps have also noticed the short line. This is actually a line that's a little short uh, in my calculations as far as this game is concerned. Um, or do we start looking at the under in this game uh, because they've had they got rid of a distraction this morning uh, with ASJ getting cut or waived, however you want to look at it. But uh, you know, St. Louis is one and one, got the same record as the Bucks, and still haven't scored an offensive touchdown yet. Uh, how do we look at this game? Yeah, it's rare in the NFL a team can be one and one, averaging less than five points per game. But that's Jeez. exactly what you have with the Rams. So far <laughs> that's a you, disgrace. You <laughs> you talk about the line move opening three and a half out to five and a half. It did get as high as six before there was some resistance. And while I'd love to make a case for either the Rams or the Bucks here, I don't know which proposition is less attractive. The idea of almost laying a full touchdown with the Tampa team, who's going to look better this week than they did for their trip out to Arizona. I can guarantee you of that. I'm just not sure I trust them in this spot uh, to win comfortably against a sticky Rams defense who's going to provide all sorts of challenges there. We did see these two teams match up last year on a Thursday night, a game the Bucks absolutely dominated. I think you're going to get a much more inspired effort from the Rams. Uh, but if Tampa can score and score frequently, the Rams, we know, don't have the firepower to keep up. They don't, which takes Todd Gurley out of the game. And a lot of fantasy people have uh, gone down with the ship here <laughs> as far as that's concerned. Uh, Washington, New York Giants, uh, four, four and a, it opened four. It's uh, I can't even read my own writing. Uh, the Giants have obviously more offensive weapons with uh, their with their three wide receivers now. Uh, Josh Norman cannot cover all of them. Everything that we're seeing is Josh Norman and ODB. But Victor Cruz is back at full strength, and you got uh, you know the Sterling kid uh, from Oklahoma. They, he can't cover them all in this game. No, but I want to, I'm waiting to see this Giants offense really click. They mustered a grand total of 20 points in their opener against Dallas, which was good enough for a one-point win. Uh, put up 16 points on that defensive juggernaut known as the New Orleans Saints a week ago. So clearly Eli isn't clicking on all cylinders right now. We know the Giants have struggled to find a sustained rushing attack or even a, a main workhorse to try and lean on. And when you look at the Redskins, team turmoil right now, players calling out Kirk Cousins, you don't know what you're going to get from them. But this is still a divisional game, and maybe the Redskins get just what the doctor ordered, a trip away from home where the Boo Birds won't be down their throat right from the opening kickoff. And you mentioned this number, it opened four, four and a half. It's trended towards three and a half. I think Washington, a live dog here. Would not be surprised if the Giants do what they've done each of the first two weeks, win but fail to cover. Yeah, these divisional games have a tendency to do that, and they get a little inflated, and it's, it's always, most of the time, it's best to look uh, towards the underdog because there's going to be some value there. Uh, any nuggets you can uh, talk about? How about those Western uh, Western Michigan row the boat team? That they they're destroying people. Yeah, Western Michigan has put on uh, quite the show through beating two Big Ten teams. Although if you look at the current state of football bowl subdivision teams in Illinois, it may not resonate all that well <laughs> with Western struggling. Illinois State may be the best team going right now at the FCS level. Uh, but Western Michigan has definitely been outstanding. We'll get a great indication of where the Broncos are at, too, when they play uh, their hated rivals, the Chips, next week in conference play. College-wise, you know, this board has been very interesting. You watch some of these line moves, and it hasn't been indicative of the side that ultimately gets you to the window. I think when we break down some of the marquee SEC games, I know we talked about Florida, Tennessee, LSU, Auburn, uh, Texas A&M, and Arkansas. 
I'd be inclined to look under in all three of those games. I think defense will reign supreme. The quarterback play for all six of those schools remains a, a rather large mystery. Uh, so we'll take a look at, at some of those unders. In the NFL, we did offer up a, a best bet on the Bet the Board podcast on the Baltimore-Jacksonville game. So I'll tease that a bit and encourage listeners to go check that out. Uh, one other game, Big Dog seeing some sharp money earlier today and a little bit surprising. The Colts have an 0-2 start. They've, ba- they've backed themselves into a corner, yet you're seeing professional money come in on San Diego. So while the situation yeah. may be beneficial for Indy, the Chargers, clearly a better team, would not be surprised if this number kept trending towards Pickham before kickoff I, Sunday afternoon. I would agree with you there on that one. So certainly, bettheboardpodcast.com to get the uh, to get the tease, the tease play of the day or the week for Todd Furman. All right, Todd, thank you very much. We appreciate that, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Have a good weekend. Well, Always a pleasure, Big Dog, and hopefully the Bucks put forth a better effort this week than what we were exposed to last week. Well, well, they better. <laughs> <laughs> it, would hard, it would be hard to be worse. Let's, well, let's they, they, they admitted they didn't show up. They admitted I mean, that they didn't take the game serious. They were – I mean, how do you do that in this league? I mean, the only team you might be able to not take a game seriously against would be the Cleveland Browns, one of the best teams in the NFC entering off of a loss. Probably not a good way to go on the road and get a victory. Yeah. Seven-point underdog. Thanks, Todd. Appreciate it. All right. Yep, see ya. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.